We are back for another edition of Run the Damn Ball podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Petrillo. Alongside me is Le'Veon Bell's biggest fan, Matt Schrupp. Yeah, baby. Why isn't this guy signed already? Let's get this guy signed. Hopefully, hopefully it's for the Patriots and the guy's catching 10 passes and running for 100 yards and giving my fantasy team a huge lift. So we're going to discuss... Lev Bell being released, Cam Newton being back for the Patriots. They took him off the COVID list today, amongst other things. Fantasy football starts it. Our DraftKings segment, pick five segment, and our picks for the weekend where we can make you guys some money. All right, we're going to jump in to our pick five segment. Pick five games, not against the spread, just straight up. I'm 12 and 8 this season, Matt. What's your record? Sadly, I am falling to 11 and 9, and for the first time all season, which is how I like this, I made it all the way to week six, six, and now I am now trailing you by one game. You blow, buddy. Here we go. <laughs> Falcons at the Vikings. I'm going Atlanta Falcons. The only reason I'm going the Atlanta Falcons is because Dan Quinn is out. New co- interim coach. I think the Falcons say screw it. Matt Ryan, Todd Gurley, those dudes come out slinging it. Julio Jones should be back. Vikings defense is shaky. Falcons is terrible too. But I'm going Falcons. Ooh, not a bad pick. It does always seem like that the team that fires their coach and then the interim coach steps in and the, and the next week they get a win or the next game in any sport, baseball, basketball. Football doesn't matter. It's like you play free and and you, you usually end up winning that game. I know I said I was off the purple team, but I am back for this game just because the Falcons blow. I am going with the Vikings over the Falcons in this one. Falcons are ranked 15th in rush D, which is like mid-pack. Doesn't scare me. Giving up 110.2 yards per game. Well, the Vikings are third leading rushing team in the NFL, averaging 160.6 per game. Alexander Madison went off in the second half. My guy, Big Cook, with a huge groin injury. He's going to hurt my team. He's fine. He was rolling. But listen, Madison had 20 carries, a buck 12, averaging 5.6 yards per carry in the second half. I don't think the Falcons are going to be able to stop this. I think Cousins is going to manage a ball, and the Vikings are going to win this one. On the Vikings. Steelers Browns this week, Matt. At Heinz Field, big game in AFC North. Mike Tolman said the AFC North is the kitchen, and we'd like to be in the kitchen, boy. I know I said the Steelers haven't played anyone, which they really haven't, but I'm going Steelers at home this week. Big week from Big Ben in the offense. Yeah, I think this one's pretty easy here. Steelers over the Browns. Listen to this. The Browns haven't won in Pittsburgh since 2003. You know who the QB was? Yep, you guessed it. Tim Couch. That guy threw two touchdowns, and he was throwing the Quincy Morgan and Dennis Northcutt. So I think the Browns, I don't care how they're looking, 4-1, and one, who gives a shit? The Steelers are second in points against, and the Browns are 26th. So the Steelers, I think they're going to shut them down. They're going to shut Kareem Hunt down. I said it last week. I said Baker Mayfield would throw a bunch of picks against the Colts, and he threw two. I think the same thing happens again this week. 
and the Steelers keep rolling, baby. Tim Catch, boy. I like uh, Tim Catch from Kentucky. So, next, the Green Bay Packers go to Raymond James Stadium versus Tom Brady and the Bucks. Matt, who are you taking this one? Uh, I went back and forth here, and I know I keep knocking the Packers here. But I'm taking the Bucks. I'm just leading with my heart on this one. I think this is going to solidify Tom Brady and the Buccaneers with a huge win. Listen, the Packers are undefeated. They got to lose at some point. I think if they lose this game, it's not a big deal. Aaron Rodgers is ranked first in PFF grade, 96.3 in the pass grade, which is insane. Tom Brady's still fifth. But Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers have squared off 17 times, and, and Tom Brady has won 11 of those, including the playoffs. So I think I'm going with here. Listen, Chris Godwin could be back. Evans is a little healthier. Maybe we see Fournette. I know he got on the field for like a play last week. Um, long extra week after playing on a Thursday night game. I think they'll be ready. Tom's got him coached up. I'm going Bucks over the Packers. Yeah, I'm going Bucks too. Godwin should be back, Arian said. So they'll have almost a full complement of uh, pass catchers. And Devontae Adams is back for the Packers, but I still think the Bucks get the win. Must need a win for the Bucks. actually. Tampa Bay wins that one. Next, we have Monday night. No, we're going to go Panthers-Bears. Matt, who are you going with? I am going with the Bears here. I'm sticking on the train. Listen, the Bears ranked eighth in sacks, 11 sacks. I think they're going to pressure big old Teddy Bridgewater. Their Bears ranked eighth. Eighth in points again, so I think they're going to Panthers are going to struggle to get in the end zone. I think they're going to finally, you know, Bridgewater's been playing solid, um, and the the Panthers have only played one top eighth ranked defense, and that was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they took an L. Um, so Bears are, you know, top eight defense. I think Panthers take an L here. I got the Bears over the Panthers. I'm going Panthers here. I know. Uh... Teddy Bridgewater and them dudes might struggle versus the Bears defense, but I think it's going to be vice versa, too. I know the Panthers' run defense isn't great, so David Montgomery might have a big day. But I think the Panthers get the win at home. Now, Monday night, Chiefs at the Bills. I'm going to go Chiefs, Matt. I think the Chiefs figured it out. Both teams coming off a loss. The spread's minus four, KC. I think the Chiefs go to Buffalo, put a slacking on the Bills. Yeah, I'm going Chiefs here too. It's it's really crazy. I swear the Chiefs do this on purpose. Last year at this exact time, one year to date, uh, the Chiefs lost two in a row. Everyone was like, oh, Mahomes is going to have to suck it up, blah, blah, blah. And then they go on a huge Super Bowl win and they're the best team in history. Well, I think, you know, four and one, I don't think they're going to lose two in a row this year. I think the Bills coming off this weird Tuesday game, how do you prepare, kind of throws you off. Uh, for the next week. I think too much going on there with the Bills. Josh Allen didn't have too good of a game. Um, guy struggled a little bit at first the Titans. It was the first time we uh, we saw that with the guy throwing two picks. He only had one pick uh, through his first four games and through two versus the Titans. So I think the Chiefs are going to get to him. It's going to be a good game. I'm going Chiefs over the old Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I agree 100%. I, I think the Chiefs go up there and uh, put a hammer on the Bills. 
Now we're going to go give you guys some fantasy advice. We're going to go with our start sits on the week. Matt, let's start the quarterback position. Who are you firing up at the quarterback spot? Firing him up, coming off of a nice buy, well-rested. This guy's been rumored to be on the trade block. I'm going with Matty Stafford versus the old Jags. Jags are ranked 25th in points against. Listen, last week, Watson threw for 359 and three touchdowns. Four out of the five games against the Jags, the QB, opposing QBs have passed for over 300 yards. So I think this sets up for a nice, meaty, juicy game for Matt Stafford. Coming out of the bye, I think he's going to throw for over 300 yards, three touchdowns, one pick. That's the exact stat line. Guy's going to be a solid start in your fantasy lineup this week. I like it. I like Stafford a lot. I'm going Ryan Fitzpatrick versus the goddamn Jets. Fitzy's been rolling as of late. 20 plus points in four, 20 plus fantasy points in four straight games. 28 at for the 49ers last week. Jets defense stink. The Jets stink. Jets are allowing 19 plus fantasy points to quarterbacks thus far. And it's a revenge game for Fitzy. I think every team he plays is a revenge game. Guys played on so many damn teams. So fire Ryan Fitzpatrick up this week. Matt, who can you leave on the bench? Leaving on the bench here, I'm leaving Teddy Bridgewater. We just talked about the Bears' D the last segment. When Teddy Bridgewater played that eighth-ranked Tampa Bay team, he had zero touchdowns to two INTs, and he took a loss. I think the Bears are pretty similar. They beat up Tom Brady last week. That D-line and Khalil Mack are a force. They have 11 sacks on the year. I think they're going to get the Bridgewater and uh, I think he's going to struggle this week. He's been pretty solid, but I'd leave Bridgewater on the bench this week. Yeah, man, I'm going to agree with you. That was my sit, too. Bears defense has only allowed four passing touchdowns this season, so not much value with starting Bridgewater this week, we think. Running backs, I'm going to go Alexander Madison versus Atlanta. Now, this all depends on the health and availability of Dalvin Cook which I they have a bye week next week, so probably best them to sit Cook for this week. Falcons' defense is terrible versus running backs, allowing 29.3 points per game to backs and allowed six touchdowns thus far. So if Cook sits, Madison should be in everybody's lineup. Boom. All right, for my running back start, I'm going with a bold prediction here. I am going with DeAndre Swift. I talked, I've made comments about him coming on later in the year when you need him for the playoffs and fantasy. I think his campaign starts here in week six. Last game, the guy finally saw second most snaps at running back behind Peterson. So it seems he's pretty much passed up carry on Johnson. We got a one two punch with Swift and Peterson. Peterson had four carries, I know that's low, for 22 yards. High average of 5.5 a carry, four catches, 30 yards, and a touchdown, averaging 7.5 a catch. I think coming off the bye, they got Swift acclimated a little bit more to the offense, and I think this is where he starts his campaign for a legit fantasy running back. You feeling the Lions this week, Matt? I'm feeling the Lions, man. I just think the Jags stink. You know, they're ranked 25th against running backs. They're ranked 25th against in the defense. I think Stafford and Swift have huge games this week. Sounds 
who are you sitting on the bench this week, running backs, Matt? Sitting on the bench. I know I've sat him before, but I'm going with Kareem Hunt against that Steelers defense, and here's why. Last week, Kareem Hunt, finally the starter, 20 carries, 72 yards, zero touchdowns. All right, the Steelers are second in points allowed. They've allowed 87 all year, 15 sacks. They're just going to be in the backfield. They're fourth in interceptions. I think they're going to fall down. Mayfield's going to have to throw, and he's going to throw picks. Hunt's not going to be effective, and the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to trounce the old Browns. Maybe Austin Hooper week, Matt. Who knows? It could be. So, my sit at running back is Melvin Gordon. I know Bill Belichick always takes away the best offensive weapon. I think Gordon's out for the Broncos. I see a low-scoring game where both teams try to milk the clock, but I don't see much coming from Gordon. He might not even play, man. You see what happened to him today? Oh, my gosh. Big DUI. Guy must have been on the booze cruise, boy. Melvin Gordon locked up for the old DUI. Dang, that hurts my fantasy team. Guy must have been pounding some 40s, cruising down, smoking a doobie in Denver. Sit Melvin Gordon this week because we're against alcohol abuse on this podcast. Wide receivers, Matt, who you starting this week? Uh, I think this one was pretty easy. I'm going with Devontae Parker. Guy, fantasy-wise, has had double-digit points last four games, and he's facing the worst team to ever put on a uniform. <laughs> Jets opposing uh, pass. Jets are 25th in pass yards, giving up 265.6. They don't get to the quarterback. They don't pressure anybody. I think Fitzy's going to, like you said, Fitzy's going to have a dominant game. He's going to sit back there. He's going to drink milk and eat Christmas cookies, and he's going to fire it to Devontae Parker all day long. Start everybody you have versus the Jets. They're terrible. My starter receiver is Will Fuller at the Tennessee Titans. Fuller had a big week last week, scoring 16 points in fantasy points, and he found the end zone. Houston obviously loves to – Air it out, so I think this is a good spot to him. Titans defense is allowing 40 fantasy points per game to wide receivers. Fuller takes most of his snaps out wide. That's where Tennessee gives a 21 point, 21 points per game to receivers that line up out wide. Fuller's a great start this week. Matt, who are you leaving on the bench? Leaving on the bench, Michael Gallup. Listen, this guy is third or sorry, first in the team in snaps for receivers, although he's third in targets behind Cooper and Lamb. So he's really, you know, he's on the field, but he's not getting the production. The Cardinals have surrendered just one touchdown to receivers. Um, so I think, you know, Gallup, we got the new situation with Dalton. We kind of don't know how he's going to handle. Is Dalton going to throw more to the tight end? Are they going to rely on Zeke Elliott a little more? Cardinals have surrendered the fewest fantasy points uh, to receivers lined up out wide, just 16 points. So I'm sitting Michael Gallup. Yeah, I'm going to sit Tyler Boyd at Indy. Boyd's been killing it as of late with Joe Burrow, but this is a bad spot for both. Cole has only allowed 180 passing yards per game this season. This is more about the Bengals not being able to block the Colts. The Bengals' O-line is atrocious. Burrow won't have much time to uh, – Throw the ball, so I'm going to sit Tyler Boyd this week. I'm starting my tight end is going to be TJ Hawkinson at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jags struggle against tight ends, allowing 16.2 
fantasy points per game to tight ends. Four touchdowns on the season. The bat- Jags are banged up at safety and linebacker. To follow Max suit, I'm going to start a line. TJ Hawkinson. Would you look at this? We are all in on the Lions and the old Dolphins players, two teams that aren't that good. Lions score five points this week. <laughs> We're in trouble. For my tight ends, I'm starting Eric Ebron versus Cleveland Browns. The old Browns are 27th against tight ends in fantasy. I think Ebron's going to eat. Like I've said before, he's starting to down that connection with Big Ben. Last two weeks, Ebron has had 13 targets and capitalized on 10 catches for 95 yards and has gotten in the end zone one time in the last two games. He's averaging a long play, of, a long catch of 17 yards in both games. So he's providing a splash play for you. I think he stays right on task there. Six, seven catches, 80 yards, and a couple touchdowns this week. Eric Ebron is going to light up the old Browns. I like that. I like that, Matt. Who are you leaving on the bench this week, tight ends? Leaving on the old pine. I'm going with Jimmy Graham. Not so fast on this one. He had a solid game last week against the Buccaneers. Makes you think. Maybe I should jump into my depth chart, my old bag here, and pull out Jimmy Graham. Maybe he's back. But I'd say not so fast. The old Panthers are only giving up 33.4 yards to tight ends. And no tight end has scored more than nine points on average. So I am going to say... Sit Jimmy Graham's ass right on the pine. I'm going to go with Tyler Higby at the 49ers. Higby's a great player, but as a lady, he's been struggling. Has had no touchdowns in four of his five games this season. A big performance versus the Bills, but not much since. And the 49ers have allowed the fifth fewest receiving yards at tight end. So keep Higby on the pine this week. All right, now we're going to talk about the big weekend in college football. Matt, we're only one week away from the Big Ten coming back as well. Yeah, very exciting. Um, glad to have some of these other conferences starting to join back in. Big 12 is doing like their like rotation right now. They play one week, they're off the next. But, yeah, it'll be exciting to get the Big Ten back in here and then eventually your old Oregon boys, whoever wants to come over from that shitty conference play football but no it's it's good man we got some football but hey we got some news alert we got some news alert coronavirus got nick saban when is this coronavirus going to stop it's taking away coach saban saban and the ad in alabama tested positive this today Schefter and those guys just updated not sure if the game will be canceled but there's a huge game in tuscaloosa map between georgia and alabama this weekend that is pending right now. It's a huge one, and I hope it gets played because I've been looking forward to this game. You got the big Bulldogs with all the talent, the big recruits going against the number one bulldozing team in the country with Alabama. And listen, if they have to go without their head coach, that is going to be very tough. I just I just don't see them playing a game without Saban. But like what we talked about is if they push it to that uh, that bye week right before the SEC title, then you could possibly see Georgia playing Alabama back-to-back weeks, and then what if they played in the playoff? That'd be three weeks in a row. I think they want to avoid something like that. Yeah, I think they're going to try to get this game in no matter what. I saw a tweet that uh, Steve Sarkeesian's running everything right now for uh, saving in Alabama. So as of right now, the game is still on. I'm excited to see Jalen Waddle. Devontae Swift, Matt, 
Mac Jones and Najee Harris versus that Georgia defense, man. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Georgia got all that firepower on D, but Alabama is just packing heat on offense. Mac Jones is a beast. He's playing at a high level right now, 74.5% completion percentage. Najee Harris is just, you know, the guy scores on every time he touches the ball. And that receiving core is just scary. Jalen Waddle. How about John Mechie the third, averaging 31.9 yards a, a catch? Are you kidding me? And then Devontae Smith just killing it like usual. So this will be a huge game. Stetson Bennett's been holding it down so far. Guy hasn't thrown a pick, hasn't done anything great. I mean, only 451 yards, three TD, zero picks. Maybe, just maybe if this game is played, my guy JT Daniels finally gets a snap at quarterback. I think they like Bennett because he moves a little bit better than JT Daniels does. But, yeah, I'm excited to see that one for sure. Matt, Pitt Panthers go to Miami. They get off the snipe, win, win one right here after two losses in a row. Oh, man, I'd love to say they do. Uh, I think the best player in the country is going to be hurting out this game. Kenny Pickett leading the NCAA in passing yards. The guy is the most efficient quarterback in the country. The receivers aren't helping him out. They got the most drops in the country from receivers at 16. Pickett's, you know, he's played one hell of a year, and I think he's a little banged up. And the Panthers, listen, they have two losses, each by one point. I don't know if they go down to Miami and get it. It's going to be close, but with the Panthers getting 13 and a half, I don't care who the quarterback is. I say jump on those Pitt Panthers. Yeah, I like them at 13 and a half right now. I'd wait till the more towards the weekend because you could probably get it at a uh, good number later in the week. Derek King will be tough to stop, though, in that uh, Miami offense. I'm looking here at Clemson, Georgia Tech. Obviously, Matt, there's no way Georgia Tech winds up being Clemson, huh? No, I don't think that they beat them, but listen, Georgia Tech is getting like 26 points and a half, 26 and a half points. These guys have hung around a lot of games. They just pounded Louisville. Uh, they hung around in UCF game before UCF was too much firepower. I think they've gotten a lot better since that game. Clemson riding high off of their big defeat over Miami. I mean, I'm pretty sure it was just another game for them, but Clemson could be looking forward, and you could see maybe a little stumble early on. And I think Georgia Tech might cover, but I think Clemson wins by by three scores, maybe maybe twenty four points. Yeah, I see no way that uh, Clemson, I mean uh, Georgia Tech, can keep that close. If oh, looking here, Texas A and M at Mississippi State. Matt does Mike Leach's offense score any points this week? They didn't score one point on offense last week. Wow. Um, I think they score a point, maybe maybe seven, maybe the 10. I think Texas A&M went, runs away with this game 31-10 to 10 is my prediction. I think A&M's riding high. I'll give you the credit. They were one of your top teams in the SEC this year. They did scare me early on, but, hey, Kellen Mond played great last game. They got the running game. I mean, they got to rely on Isaiah Spiller. You would think he's going to be more of a vocal point. Um, more of a vocal point this game. I mean, he's only before the last game, he only had 19 carries and then he just went off against the Gators. So I think if they get him going and Big Mond, I think they blow out Big Leach and uh 31 10. This is my upset of week, Matt. I think 
Texas A&M goes to Starkville and gets upset by Mississippi State. I think KJ Costello and Mike Leach can figure it out. They Texas A&M let up 38 points to Florida last week, and obviously Mississippi State doesn't have the weapons that Florida has, but Texas A&M defense can be had. I'm saying Mississippi State covers and wins the game. I'm going to somewhere around 35-30, I think. Money, 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 money. All right, time to money. Fucking pass, baby. Here we go. We're going to give you some of our picks for the weekend. I'm 11 and 9 on the picks, Matt. Where are you at? What's your record? I am 8 and 11, and I am coming in red hot. So listen up, tune in, get ready to lay the big old cash, throw some big old Benjis because we're about to lay it down. Throw some D's on it. Here we go. Matt, what's your first pick for Saturday morning? You're getting up. You're hungover shit from Friday night. You're looking for some Chick-fil-A, some McDonald's Coke. You roll over, you charge your phone, you're saying, where can I win some fucking money? Where you at early slate Saturday morning? Early slate. I'm talking the high noon game. Get yourself a high noon and then get on to this game. I am taking Auburn minus three over the Gamecocks. I don't care where it's played at. You were saying somehow the Gamecocks are in every game. Well, guess what? I think my guy Bo Nix delivers the hammer, and they're going to take out the Gamecocks early. This is nice because you can sit back, relax, have a little stash in your old account, and get ready for those 3 o'clock and night games, baby. I like that. I like that. Get the old nooners, start pounding them. My first pick is going to be the Ole Miss-Arkansas over 76.5 points. I know it's a big number, but listen, Matt, you ready? I'm ready. All of Lane Kiffin's games have gone over the total this season by an average of 27.7 points per game. Not even close. So that's averaging over four. The over's going four touchdowns over. I mean, come on. Come on. Matt Corral's a stud for the uh, Ole Miss offense. Lane Kiffin wants to run it up. Their defense stinks, allowing 51 points per game. Arkansas is getting a little bit better. Felipe Franks threw four tutties last week. Their defense is allowing 28 points per game. Give me the over. Expect tons of points in this one. I'm riding this over no matter what. Matt, next pick. All right. Well, now that you just gave my nice heater, you got your bank account rolling on the old gambling sites. I'm digging deep to a night game. I know you might have one before that. So, But I'm going here. After you have your account loaded, unload a big old whopper on the old Boston college getting 12 points you might be able to get a little more you might it might fluctuate by a half point either way i would jump on that 12 uh as soon as you hear this get it in virginia tech they're a little bit banged up they played a high momentum high energy game last week versus north carolina i think north carolina really took it to them banged them up a little bit um, I think that's going to mess a little bit with the old game plan. I am saying Boston College, they might not win, but they're riding high, and they're going to cover that 12-point spread. Big Philly Dracovic, baby, lighten it up. Next pick is a Friday night pick, SMU two-lane over 64.5. SMU is seventh in the nation with 44 points per game scoring. Two-lane is 23rd with 37 points per game. SMU loves to go fast. Both teams love to go fast. A lot of possessions. 
high tempo game. So I'm going to go over 64 and a half. My other pick for Saturday college football slate is Notre Dame, Louisville over 63 and a half. There's a theme this week, boys. I love the over. Louisville is one of the perfect over teams in the country, allowing 30 points per game while scoring 35 points per game. Notre Dame lights it up, man, scoring 42 points per game. I could see a 42-30 type final, and I think Notre Dame and Louisville go over the total at 63.5. Matt, let's transition to Sunday now. You're hungover again after a long day of college football booze and college football winning bets. You roll over, phone's dead. You're scrambling. It's about 12.15. You plug the phone and you're scrambling, texting your boys, looking for winners, looking for bets. You pop on Run the Damn Ball podcast. You listen to the whole thing. You go to the end and we have winners. Sunday, where are they at? Yeah, I mean, hopefully you just, you know, listen to the show Thursday or Thursday or Friday and you locked it in. And you don't got to scramble. But in case you're scrambling, we're going to get a 1 o'clock one. So make sure you're up by 12.55. I am going with the Bears getting two and a half over the Panthers. I just don't think that this offense for Carolina is going to be moving. We talked about it in the segment. It was all over. I think Bridgewater is going to struggle. That defense, I think, is going to carry them. This is a huge game where the Bears' D can literally score. I think, one or two touchdowns and really separate. The Bears are getting points. It's a no-brainer. Lock it in. Bears plus two and a half. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think the Panthers will struggle, but I, I picked the Panthers earlier, but I like the Bears, though, with this line. Not bad, Matt. Not bad. I'm going to go New England-Denver under 46 and a half. Cam Newton's back, and so is Drew Log. Does not matter to me. Both teams want to try to milk it, run it, keep both offenses off the field. Low-scoring game in Foxborough. Cam's first game back since COVID. Low, real low scoring. I'm going to think it's going to be like around 20 to 13. Pat, so give me the under 46 and a half. My last and final going to be a night game Monday night. So your account's going to be real juicy by then. And like I said on Saturday, after you double down and then you clear house early Sunday morning, put a big stack on this one. Cardinals minus two over the Cowboys. I think this is a big, big win that Kyler Murray needs and going to put a huge blow to the Cowboys. And that division is just wide open. I think I think this is a no-brainer. They're not going to be able to stop Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins is going to eat all day. Arizona Cardinals minus two. My pick is in the same game. I'm taking the over in the Dallas so it doesn't hit. I've been saying it for how many weeks now, Matt? Andy Dalton's a quarterback. I don't give a shit who the quarterback is. It doesn't matter. Give me the over, 54 and a half. Till the cows come home over the total in Dallas and Arizona, Matt. I love it. I think Arizona might even score 40. Be easy. That does it for tonight. We gave you winners. We gave you our start six. We gave you our pick five segment. A lot of big news in college football. Saban got that whore coronavirus. Cam Newton is back this week for the Patriots. Big week in football this week. Big gambling weekend. Let's win some fucking money. Let's fucking go. 
Let's do it!